0: I am a man of the Rahim, Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. Yeah. Rasulullah, عليه عليه <coughs> <tasleeman>, kathiran, 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 <coughs> our Allah, and turning towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the importance of istighfar and tawbah. In continuation with that, another hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa narrated by Abdullah ibn Abbas radiallahu Anhu, He said, the one who regularly makes istighfar apologizes to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, repents his sins. And for this person, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will open a path From poverty and difficulties to having wealth and freedom from his difficulties. All sorrow and hardship will be removed and in its place prosperity and contentment granted. One will receive sustenance from unimagined and unexpected sources. And this is of course based in the ayat of the Quran Al-Kareem in uh, Surah Talaq. But Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala said, wa makhraja, wa yahtasib, wa Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, which means that the one who has taqwa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala will extract him from his difficulties, will make a way out of his difficulties for this person. And will provide him from sources that he cannot imagine. Unimaginable sources. And the one who has tawakkul on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who has complete trust and faith in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will become sufficient for him. Huh? Allah will become sufficient for him. Imagine, this is not, it's not saying Allah will give him this or that. Whatever is this or that, that's that has some hudud, that, has, that is a miqdar, it has a, a, a quantity. But when Allah is sufficient for you, there's no had. There's no quantity to this thing. Whatever. Right. <coughs> the important thing is, it begins with The one who has taqwa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Now the foundation of taqwa is istighfar and tawbah And these two beautiful words The Quran mentions both of these separately and together And when in our normal istilah when we speak If you say istighfar it means istighfar and tawbah If we say tawbah it means istighfar and tawbah But when the two are mentioned separately, they mean individually. So istighfar is to repent, is to is to apologize, is to feel uh, nadamat, to feel ashamed about our sins. Sins are of two kinds, what we do and what we don't do. What we should be doing and we do not do is also a sin. For example, if I do not know the usool of Tahara because I didn't take the trouble to learn about them, this is a sin. Right, makes my Salah invalid. It makes my Ibadat invalid. Who, who prevents me from learning? How long does it take? Ten minutes. And if I do not have ten minutes in my life to give me the knowledge which either makes my entire Ibada valid or invalid, then I'm, I must be in sin. Right? So this is a sin of not doing. And then of course, sin of doing. I know I should pray, but I don't pray. Because I got some other stuff to do. So sins. Of doing commission and omission. To repent from, uh, from those sins. To, to to apologize to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And tawbah is to turn towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because the point of apologizing and repenting is that I want to change my life. So if I am going to say Allah I am sorry I I didn't pray on time. And then next time I do the same thing again. It makes no sense right. So if I am sorry it means what. I will not do this again. If I did riba, If, I, if I, I was backbiting somebody. Then. I go back to the same thing? No. So istiqbar is to be conscious of and repent from the sin and tawbah is to turn towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make a change in my life. This is the foundation of taqwa. Why does anyone do that? Because he wants to be connected to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said the one who does that Allah will remove his difficulties. Just think about this. We have been through two or three years of this COVID, right? And now there's a new flavor supposed to be coming along and so on. And You enjoy the new flavor. May Allah protect us. But how many of us, we do all kinds of, I mean, I'm not against masking and I'm not against, uh, uh, you know, vaccinating and whatnot. Go ahead and mask and go ahead and vaccinate. But the guarantee of protection is not from the mask and the vaccination. It is from istighfar and tawbah. So how many of us consciously made istighfar and tawah With keeping this COVID in mind Ya Allah protect me from this COVID I am changing my life Did we do that? Did we do that individually? <clears throat> we certainly didn't do that collectively I know this But individually did we do that at least? The whole point of all these khatiras and bayans and whatnot Is for us to practice this Right, this is not for us to gain some more, okay, I know one more hadith, I know one more reference, one more ayat, no. It is for us to practice. Now, what happens to those who do istighfar and tawbah frequently? There is a very, very beautiful story. Some of you may be aware of this story. It's it's a famous story in the uh, book of Hikayat. And that is the story of Imam Imam Ahmed bin Hanbal, rahimahullah ta'ala, and the baker, and it's lovely story. The story is that Imam Ahmad once he was on traveling somewhere, and uh, on the way he reached a small town uh, very late in the night. And he was a you know, very humble man, so he was traveling by himself. He had his bedroll, and he saw, saw saw a small masjid. So he went there and he prayed to rakat, and then he wanted to he has some place to sleep. And this is not, uh, those, these are not days; there was no holiday in for him to check in. So he, uh, you know, wanted to sleep in the masjid. The caretaker of the masjid, the masjid, whoever it was, he said, who are you, what are you? And he didn't, Imam Ahmad didn't say, I am, you know, the, he, Imam Ahmad was the khatib of masjid and Abu sharif So he could have said that, I am so-and-so. He said, no. He said, I am so and then he said, uh, can I please sleep here in the night? I, I don't know anybody, else. I'm a new, pl-. he said, no, you can't sleep inside. So said, Leave. Now, Imam Mohammed was very shocked because this is, this is not normal behavior, right? This is very rude behavior. First of all, it is rude behavior. Secondly, it is not Muslim behavior. Thirdly, it is not Arab behavior. Not even non-Muslim. I mean, the, the Arabs are famous for their hospitality, Muslim or non-Muslim. Here is this guy who's a, you know, in, in Arabian lands and he's treating, and Imam Muhammad at that time was probably about seven eight years old or something. He, he was an old man. No, no respect for the lahya, You know the big white beard. No respect for the beard. What kind of thing is this? So Imam Ahmad said, I mean, why can't I?" He said, "Okay, now, now this masjid had a, a courtyard. You know, sometimes masajids have a little court." So Imam Ahmad said, "Okay, if you don't want, me, if you don't want to let me sleep inside the masjid, can I sleep in the courtyard, out in the open?" He said, "No." He said, "No, you cannot sleep here. Go out." And the man took Imam Ahmad's bedroll and he threw it out on the street. Now, opposite this masjid was a bakery. So this baker who was there, he saw this whole thing. So he came out of his bakery, he picked up Imam Ahmad's bedroll, he said, leave this man, you please come here. He took him into his bakery, he put his bedroll there and he said, you please stay here. Spend the night here in my bakery. So Imam Ahmad bin he was very grateful to him, he said, Alhamdulillah, at least somebody has some you know, decency and kindness. So he rested there. And he says that I noticed that this baker continuously... You know, bakers, they work through the night because they want to have the bre- fresh bread early in the morning. So work through the... He said throughout the night, this man is baking bread and he is making istighfar. Continuously. The whole night. My said in the morning, I asked this man, he said, you know, I noticed something about you, that you made istighfar all night. Right? So tell me what... Karamat has Allah shown you. Allah Allah has to reward you for this because this is the hadith of so he said that what, have, what has Allah shown you? What sign has Allah shown you? What is Allah's rahmat on you? The man said this is my way I do this. He said yeah but tell me what? The man says Allah's rahmat on me is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepted every dua that I ever made except one. So now this is getting more, you know, puzzling. Muhammad said, he said, yes, any dua I make to Allah, Allah accepts. There's there's no dua of mine that Allah does not accept. So that this is one of the, one of the uh, fadahil of istighfar, right? He said, accept one. So Muhammad Muhammad said, tell me what dua did Allah not accept? He said, you know, I'm a poor man. I'm here in this place far away from Medina and uh, i'm a poor beggar i don't have much money to travel and so on he said it has it has been my lifelong dream to meet imam ahmad bin hanbal and i i made dua allah I, me, allow me and make me meet imam ahmad bin hanbal but allah has not accepted this dua imam ahmad started weeping he said why are you crying? he said because i am ahmad bin hanbal he said allah he said now i know why that muazzin threw me out of the masjid? He said Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not allow me to stay in his house because of your dua. Eh? You wanted to meet Ahmad bin Hanbal, Allah sent Ahmad bin Hanbal to you. Now this is the barakah of Mr. Muhammad. So I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to enable us to become conscious of what we should do. And conscious of what we should not do. And we are doing. And to make istighfar and tawbah. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to accept our istighfar and tawbah. Yeah. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to remove all your difficulties. Whatever they may be. Because there is nothing which is out of the khudrat of my rabjala jala. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to provide you from sources that you cannot even imagine. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect you from all the sharr of the ins and jinn. And all his makhlukh. And, and, the, and the difficulties of the akhirah. Mm-hmm. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to keep you in a state where he is pleased with you and to take you in a state where he is pleased with you.